0: (laughs) Okay, well, it's great to see everybody. Um, Welcome back. Um, It's nice to be back. We've been off for a long time, and even a little longer than I wanted to be, but, you know, the world happened. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have to tell everybody what's going on and what we're thinking about, so we know what we're thinking about. I want to thank Jenny for sponsoring the food and for sponsoring in honor of Ola Chayalim. I already got pictures. I started getting pictures already today of receiving their letters yeah. that we made yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, nice. um, so it's like very, very special that, um, so we continue to daven for their safety, for the return of all of those who are being held, and for Rafu Shlemah, for all those, many, many people who need a Rafua, a Rafua Sanefesh and a Saguf, and we daven for the success of the IDF. Um, okay, so let's get started. Uh, welcome to those who have never been to this year before. We're here for the first time. Welcome those who've been here a lot of times. Um, and we're just glad to have everybody here. And a, bi- a very important reminder, and that is, if you come and then another week you can't come, you can come back. Okay? We shouldn't, like, like this is, every week is different. So it just like, you should never feel like, oh, I haven't come in next number of weeks and I've had things going. It's okay. It's fine. We love to have everybody whenever they can come. So I um, really appreciate everyone being here and look forward to learning together throughout the year. So we'll start. As we, I think the truth is usually we start Parshas Noah, but like I said, the world happened. So, so and we're going to wish a stuff to Jess on her new baby, and and uh, oh, Jess showing everybody up. There's, uh, there's that right? over there. Yeah, 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 there's sheets there also. Um, so we'll start Parashas lach lach lach, and we're going to start Parashas lach lach from the beginning with a conversation that we've. By now. We've had a lot of these conversations before, but right, but a little different each time. So let's just start from the beginning, like we usually do. We're gonna read Psukim that we may have read in our lives before. Maybe we read them when we were young, maybe we read them when we were older, and but we're gonna read them as we always do with a little more thoughtfulness about them, or maybe we'll seeing them in a way we haven't seen them before. So let's pretend you never read this before. Bayomra Hasheb el Avram, and there's a translation right underneath, right? God said to, to Avram, to Abram, actually, Lachlacha. What does it mean? God said to Avram. Have we met Avram before? So the answer is yes. We did meet Avram before. He, we met him, and the part just know, And we're going to we're going to talk about that in a little bit. We have met Avram. Is not a new person. He's a little new, but not super new because we have we have met Avram before. But but so, but God comes to Avram. This is the first time God's ever speaking to Avram, and He says to him, Lechlacha, go for yourself from where artsacha, umi umi like, Can we translate those those words? Don't, tell me fancy Rashi's. What is it, What do the words? You mean? From your your land. land, your land, born. Your land. Born. You born and your father's house. Good, your land, your birth. yeah, your birth, birthplace. your birthplace, your your, your, your yeah yeah. I don't know, right? And and from your father's house. Good. And go to the land that I will show you. Okay? Um, any Anything funny about that, Pasuk? There's a lot of um, additional lot Loud <laughs> bubs. Ooh, 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 yeah. It also kind yeah. of implies that the two lands are different, that the Father's house is different. Yeah, like what, yeah. <laughs> leaving from, are you leaving from three places? Right? We, we read this so many times, right, that we don't like... It's kind of a funny thing to say, Right? If he leaves Arutzcha, is he leaving Besavija? Yeah. Avicha? Yeah, for sure, right? If I leave, if I when I left when I left uh, the state of Massachusetts, I for sure left Newton, Massachusetts, and for sure left my parents' house, right? For sure, for sure, we did that. If I leave the state, I have left the city, I have left my parents' community, I have left the house where I grew up. That's obvious, right? If you just leave Me'aratzcha, you're going to leave everything else, right? Fine. So it's a lot of a lot of details here three-ring, like, concentric circles here, sort of, of what he's walking away from. Good. And where is he going to? Yeah, yeah, where Hashem's going to show him. Anything that bother you about that? I mean, it's, a, fun, it's a funny balance of being so ah. detailed and specific about <coughs> where you're coming from, and then just, like, super vague. You could not be more specific like just about... Right. Yeah. You could not be more specific about the place from which he is leaving, mm-hmm. and you could not be more vague about the place to which he is going. right? Fascinating. Okay? Good. And what's going to happen? I'm going to turn you into a great nation. And I'm going to bless you. And I'll make you, I'll make your name great. Different, there's like a lot of really nice words related to make your name great. Avram was not interested in being famous. Right? That's not something that Hashem blesses us with to be famous. Right. That's not something that's not a Jewish value. Right? So, Vagalash Mecha doesn't mean to be famous. Right? It, means, it means a lot, some other things maybe. Some, some of the chastish I'm talking about. You'll get, you will grow into your name. You'll be who you're supposed to be. right? But, okay. Ve'hei bracha. And you will be a blessing. Also, a funny thing to say. Right? Fascinating. Okay? Um, good. So, what ends up happening? He does it. Right? Prosak Dalid, Bayelakh Avram, Kash Dib, Hashem. And Avram went just like Hashem had told him to. Don't worry, you can come to your usual spot. You don't want to come. Come, you wanna come. Um and sit chair here. Um and so what happens, Avram goes just like Hashem told him to, Ba Yelik and lo comes Vahram ben Chameshanim Vishivim Shana Bay Sitzhman. And he's seventy-five years when he seventy five years old when he leaves. And again, Avram takes his wife, and Lot, etc. They take everything they've, they've, they've built, and they leave. And they, where do they go? Sorry, we should read this hey. All of their wealth. Whatever that means. Presumably that really means, it means they're slaves. Right? Uh, but some say it means they're, uh, the, all the people that they converted. Right? And where do And what do they do? They, they leave to go in the direction of Canaan and they go to Aritz Okay? Any questions on that, Basak? Like, well, before it just said a land, I'll show you. Now he's being specific that they're going into the land. Yeah, so who, who goes there? Avram goes there. <coughs> Correct. And specific so, twice. So, yeah, but it is very specific. But right. it's also he leaves to go there and he goes to go there. Or he goes there. Right? Also interesting. What? Any other... But again, this isn't Hashem talking. I mean, it's, I'm sorry, it is Hashem talking. It's Hashem, <laughs> but it's not Hashem. This is right. narration. How did I know where to go? God says, go to the land that I will show you. Does God show him? I guess. <laughs> <Right>. It could <laughs> have been in the middle. But. As far as we know, does God tell him where to go? He could have gone this way, this way. He could have gone anywhere. He walked out of his house. And how did he know? Turn right or left? But he, Hashem just says, <laughs> So it could be that Hashem like brought a cloud that gave him a direction to go. But again, my pasuk, <clears throat> hey, this is not Hashem talking to Avram anymore. This is just a narration of the story telling us that Avram went. right? So we don't have any record of Hashem telling Avram where to go. Right? Why did he decide to go that way? Maybe he could have got, I mean, maybe he didn't want to go back to Aram and Arayim. That's where they threw him in a, in a fiery furnace according to the measure. So that he didn't want to go in that direction. But, First of all, going to the text, that doesn't happen, right? But, even though we believe that it did happen, but, but, but the point is that how did I know where to go? Okay? And secondly, why does the Torah say, they got on the road to Canaan? What did I think? They're going to go on the way and not get there? Maybe it maybe happened that quickly. Okay, it could be happening quick. Because it was like so quickly like they literally left, and, then and uh, before all of a sudden they were there already. Okay, okay, okay. Could be a point that you get them safely. Okay, they was... okay, they left and they arrived. Right. It's like it's okay. Yeah, you could say that. Absolutely. Fine. So, any other problems, questions, thoughts, concerns? Why is loco go with? Why is go along? That's a really good question. Why is Loke... So one shot, by the way, the reason that Loke goes around, goes along is because of the story that we we're told before, which is that. Haram, but the, the Torah tells us in last week's parsha, Aviv. So Lot's, Lot's father Haran, which is Avram's brother, dies Aviv He dies in front of Terach, right, the father, and in, in a place called Orkazdim. So that's where the midrash. It's based on that language. Midrash gets this whole story about Avram and the Kibshana Ish, right? That they're in Naram Na'araim, and Avram believes in, 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 in <coughs> he smashes all the idols. And they bring him to Nimrod, and he says, that's it, I'm throwing him in the fiery furnace. And they say, they say Haran, who are you with? Avram, are you with us? And, Ar- and Haran says to himself, I don't know, see what happens. Right? If Avram goes in and he's fine, I'm, I'm with, with Avram. It. If not, then I'm with my father. So what happens? So they throw Avram in and he's fine. So Haran's like, no problem, I'm going in. And he doesn't come out, because right? he didn't really believe. But th- that whole story comes from that language. But if that's true, so some of the freshmen say, so why does Avram take load? And he feels bad. And then they, his father, Lot's father, dies because of Avram. It's Avram's <clears throat> mysterious nephesh that actually leads leads to Haran dying, and that's why he feels responsibility towards Lot, and that's why Lot ends up going along with him because he feels this like sense of you know responsibility. But yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. Okay, so we have to answer a few I questions. Have one more question. Yeah. Um, so the language in the first sentence is all like licha. It's all like singular U. you. You. So that would imply that it's just Avram should go by himself. So taking loads, taking all of his possessions, his wife. How's that fit? It's like grammatically, that's not what he was supposed to do. Good, good. So it sounds like he's a very, we're going to talk about it. Um, There's a very singular element to what Avram is supposed to do. And even more than that, even like it's not just singular, but what's he being asked to do? To leave, mm, everything. like everything, he's not abandon right. everything. He's le- he's being asked to abandon everything that he's ever known, sort of, in a certain sense. So, but, so but, uh, yeah. And it implies, like, well, your family, your, your wife. Fr- comes uh, with, so your wife comes. With how to else you. Do you become a nation? Okay, okay, so, so right, so household. right? Your wife is like your part, like yourself, right? So yeah, but but you're right, but. But the point is well taken because the point is still there's very much a focus on Avraham. He's getting out of there, right? And maybe that speaks to the triple language. Mm-hmm. Right. Why, like, why focus on all, how many exits does he need to make? And the answer might be a lot of them. There's a lot of things he needs to be separating himself from to do what he's going to do. Okay, so so uh, one thing I thought was really interesting. Um, one of the words that is the hardest to translate, I think, Artzachah <laughs> is your land, Beisavichah presumably is your father's house. What's Moladetachah? <laughs> birthplace, presumably, right? So is birthplace a physical place? Or is, is, is a birthplace something more than a physical place? Take a look at sources number two and three, which are stories that you know, right? And the li- same language is used. Look at source number two. This is Megillus Esther, right? Uh, uh, Mordechai tells her, that she shouldn't tell where she's from. higida esther et ama vet moladita. Right? Source number two. She doesn't tell her nation, meaning that she's Jewish, or moladita. What does that mean? But it doesn't mean, presumably, it doesn't mean like the, the hospital in which she was born. Right? It means something more than that. There's something about her identity that she's not revealing. Look at number three. Number three is when the brothers are telling Yaakov, Avinu, about meeting that angry, that mean viceroy in Egypt, who they don't know is their brother Yosef, and they respond about, they tell him the story of what happened. That man asked about us, Tenu. right? And he asked about our moladateinu. And what was the question? Leymor, Ach. is your father alive? Do you have another brother? So they say it's not our fault, right? This one he's saying, "Why did you tell him you have a brother?" And so it's not our fault. He was asking all about us, and one of the things he asked about us was "moladetenu," right? Okay, so it couldn't mean where they're from, right? But lineage, lineage, family. family Yechis. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's like a there's probably a better Yiddish word for that, but Yiddish is almost Yiddish. It's actually Hebrew, <laughs> but it sounds right. Yiddish. But like, right, But like, there's something about mol- Mola D'Tenu that is something innate about the the community, the family, the the the, the experiences that we come from, which is Mola D'Tenu, right? So when he says to Avram, and Avram is told that by Hashem, Lech <laughs> Lechem, E'Arzachem, leave your 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 you got to leave this place called uh, Charan, and you're also going to leave your father's house, but not just that you also have to leave Molad et Tacha. You have to leave something about the experiences that you've grown up in, right? That's what he's being asked to do. Good. But let's talk more for a, a couple of minutes now about why Hashem doesn't tell Avram where to go. Why not? Why not tell him where to go? So let's take a look at source number Four. The source number four is Orachim HaKadosh. Orachim Kadosh, one of the Rishonim. And he says the following idea. I think he lived in like the, like the 1300s. And he says the following. He didn't tell him. He didn't let him know what the place was. He wanted to know if he's going to do that which the king is asking him without really knowing the place. Meaning, what is, what is God doing to Avram? He's this testing. is a much harder test. All right. Can you imagine? I want you to move. I want you to move. I want you to sell your house, and you're going to move. He's, by the way, Avram is not like 15. He's 75. He wasn't like moving out of his parents' house. Right? I want you to sell your house, and go where? I'm not going to tell you. That's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. Who would do such a thing? Uh, you go, I you know, I'd, I'd, yeah. Well, who, who would do that, right? This is the nisayon of all, the test of all tests, right? To not tell him where he's going, right? Fine, good. So, so that's number one. So, number one, the, the oraham says, I'll tell you why he didn't tell him where to go, because that was the that was what was so difficult about this test. This is test number one, but this is a huge test. Tonight, to he that doesn't know where, he, where he's going. Fine. So then, how does he know where to go? Says this forno in source number five. I think this is so cool. This says this following He says, Everybody knew. It was before some, It was famous. You know what land you go to? To La Havdil, a thousand Havdilas. What happens when you, if you want to go find like religion these days, where do people go? Nepal. Nepal. <laughs> they go to India. India. They go to like, the, like, you go to these places, right? So like Lahav deal, right? But, so, but the truth is, I think that people even today would go, I'll, I'm going go to I'm gonna go to Israel, right? I'm going go to going go to the, the land that is like the Holy I'll go to the Holy Land, right? The, he, they Even then they knew. This is the, you want to go to a place that's spiritual, a place where you can like meditate and connect with God. Oh, of course. That's, 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 that's whatever. Eretz Canaan. Everyone knew Eretz Canaan. That's the but place to go. What was there go. at the time that led people to think that? It wasn't, what was there? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> like why? I don't know. He did, but, so the Sorano assumes that, how did he know how to go there? The answer is, and we're going to see another reason in a second. But he knew how to go there because everybody, because it must be everyone who want to go there. Oh, God's telling me to go to that to that place. Oh, yeah, he me of course. He means Israel. Of course, that's what he means. Eretz Canaan. Sorry, it's called Eretz Canaan. Everyone knows that. Penelope says next. Vayavo Eretz Canaan, and he gets Eretz Canaan, and he says Lo kiini nitzias terach, la lechas Eretz Canaan. Shalaba ela The Torah is doing something very interesting. Look at that last passage. Pasuk, pasuk K, right? We said it at the way end, Vayetsu la lechas Eretz Canaan. Vayavo Eretz Canaan. He left to go to Eretz Canaan, and he arrived. Why is the Torah telling me that? Because it's a different story that we read before. And I'm going to show you the story and uh, go... Yeah, go to source number seven for a second. We're going to come back to this in a second. But I, but I want you to look at this for this reason. Look at source number seven, which is Parak Yud Aleph. This is the one, the one Perak before. Where we are now? Posok Laman Aleph. Lam and Aleph. Ba'ikach Terach. It's Avram Beno... Terach takes his son Avram, Ves Lot ben Haran ben Beno, and his grandson Lot, because again, Haran already died. Vet Sarai, Kalato, Avram. Wow, that's a pretty fat, it's a similar group. Hmm. Lakut Terach taking Avram, Sarai, and Lot. And what does he do with them? left They go to they don't, they don't go in the direction right. of Kanan. I should have brought a map, but I'll show you right here. Okay? Oh God, this I'm is how the map I'm not going to write it. Don't worry. Don't tell Okay? Haran is like, Urukazdim uh, is over here, Haran is over here, Kanan's over, 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 over here. Okay? So if you leave Urukazdim, I'm not like some map genius. I've just, I taught this in high. If you. <laughs> I had a teacher once you could draw maps on the board. That was a really, really cool thing. I can't do that. So, so if you were leaving Orkazim to go to eretz you would walk this, you would, you would travel this way. And by the way, like, I, think, I think it's the Euphrates. The, ri- the river is this way, so people would walk along the river. That was on the only way, that's where all the towns were. So you'd go along the river, and on your way to Eretz-Kanon, you would hit Haran. So on the way, they also left Lavo, eretz- eretz- Eretz-Kanon, and they stopped, right? So they, don't, they get to the Haran, and they stay there. So, what is the Torah telling me? <laughs> in some way, Avram is doing what? Finish finishing finishing where his father started. Finishing where his father started. Very interesting. Well, so that also okay. could explain why he's just emphasizing, like, even the house that like your father, because you know, Because he didn't finish the job. Yeah, or maybe because he'd think, well, my father was sort of into this also. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was also, right? But yeah, either one, like, you're going you're gonna to leave your father's house, you're going to do the thing he didn't do. And you're actually going to leave him. You're not going to stay with him. Even mm-hmm. He's not going to come with you. Um, but yes, good. So, so how did he know where to go? Another possibility is, because that's where everyone was going. Either he didn't really know and he just like wandered around until he found, eventually found it. Right? Number, <laughs> yeah, number two is everybody knew this is the place to go. And number three, this is where his father was originally taking him because maybe they also knew. This is like, oh, there was inspiration. Let's do it. And then they got the car and they're like, oh, you know what? Uh, this place is nice too. You know, we don't have to go all the way to Canal. We'll just stop here. Okay? Now look at the Mabim Source number six. This is the Mabim source number six. Mabim lived in the 1800s with Mayor Leibish. And he tells, tells the following very interesting answer. And he says as follows. V'etziva Hashem, shima yitzia ha gufa with the physical leaving. You can tell he's more modern times, right? Zanar um, Shon right, with the physical leaving, there's also going to be a psychological, mental, right, like, leaving that's going to happen here. He's going to have to separate himself from the nature of his land. That whatever was going on in that, in that town, in the was not so great, and he was hanging around with that chevra. and Hashem saying to him, you've got to get out of that zone out of that atmosphere. Beit Aviv. And even leaving, loving your parents' house, which he really didn't want to leave, probably. He wanted to stay, stay with his parents. And by the way, it's not to stay with his parents, sorry. he's not. Again, he's not a teenager. But he, this is where he grew up, right? He, he, and, and by the way, according to many, he really grew up in Charon and then went to Orkazdin and then he came back. Um, that's what many assume. So really, so, so Charon really is like his, that was his home base where he grew up his whole life. And that's why it says, first. Yeah, why? Artsicha should be last. Right, what's the last border you're going to hit? You're going to hit the border of your parents' house first, then you're going to hit the border of the Moladatacha, or you want to call it even your town, and then eventually you're going to hit the border of, the, of the, you know, the country, whatever. So why say that first? And the answer is, It's much easier to walk away from this. The, the, the state, right, that you grew up in than to walk away from the community that you grew up in. That's much easier. And what's also easier? It's easier to forget community than to forget your, 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 your father's house, your family. So what's the, what's the initial statement? It's time to become you your own person you're going to have to make yourself different than everything else that you grew up with right? which is a very very difficult thing to do most of us are we're we're, we're our, our not just our genetic makeup but our whole makeup right is is based on the experiences that we've had growing up that's so much of who we are and you have to walk away from all of that but if we were to bring the midrash into this he already kind of did in destroying the idols around him So there's something a little bit ironic of God being like, okay, I'm going to tell you what to do. Arvam kind of did it already. He He, announced to himself and to all his family, like, we're all pagans, we're all idol worshiping. No, I'm taking a step. I'm out of here. Right. So he like kind of, before, uh, unless, I don't know, unless the Midrash actually happened before. The Midrash, according to the Midrash, no, you're right. According to the Midrash, which by the way, that Midrash about him breaking the idols and like going the fiery furnace, it's a midrash that's quoted by the Rambam. So usually most midrashim we say things like, depending on your hashkafa. But we right, we say things like, we say things like, either it really happened or Chazal are teaching us a lesson with this. We don't really know like facts for sure that every midrash happened, but every midrash is there to teach us a lesson, and Chazal wants to teach us that. But this one, the Rambam tells that it's a story that happened, right? So so it's a much stronger story, the story of, of the of the fiery furnace. But that happens definitely before this for sure before this. Yeah. So there's a big, so the question, why isn't it in the Torah? Fine. But, but the bottom line is <clears throat> that you're correct that that story of like Avram standing up for himself does happen first. That's true. Good. So on the one hand, he's kind of started it, but what has he not done? Right, he hasn't done anything with it. He
1: hasn't left. Right? He hasn't
0: left, right? <laughs> right? He was like, he's like the firmest kid right. in his class, right. you know, he's but like, but like he didn't, yeah. <laughs> but he hasn't gone anywhere. He's still staying at home. Right, So he hasn't like, decided what he's going to do with that. And he's still connected there. And that's why I'm saying like, it's so great that you have this like, you know, inspiration. Yeah, but now he's that. telling him, like that's much harder. Now get out of here. That's a much harder thing to do. Yeah, correct. Or alternatively, you can look at it from the perspective of like, if let's say he did go outside of his own house, especially with people who become religious. If you're away in college, it's much easier to say, oh, now I'm religious. But then when you go back to your own parents' house, It's harder. It's it's harder to say I'm not eating off of your plate. Uh, uh, Right, right, right. So it it could also be just a separation of like, oh, now I'm in my parents' house. I'm also making that separation. Right, right, right. Yes. It's like another step for him in his like like, religious process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Good. So he continues and writes. I don't want to get to the last line here. But he says, but the, but the hardest Nisayon, he says, he's telling him to, to leave your, your, your land, leave the, the, the community, leave your parents' house. And then he says, for what? Well, I'm not telling you. <laughs> it's like, right? It's crazy. He it says, that a person can, can do it if you tell them where they're going, right? Right? So how could that? So that's why it's so, so much harder. That last part, El Archer, Eka, is such a hard part in the Yisayon. But he goes, but the truth is, they already knew they were going to go there. Right? So if you would have told him right away, he kind of lessens it a little. Like, it was hard, but it wasn't like so hard. Because, let's be honest, he kind of knew where they were, they were supposed to go there in the first place. They had a kind of plan to go there. So it's not so difficult, but that's why Hashem leaves it kind of mysterious to make it harder. And he says, Vigam, Shaaz Yuchali Yoshi Shahaya, Aviv Holechimo." Right? What could have happened? His father could have gone with him. Right? Shekvar um Al Or Kazdim. Right? Meaning, it could have been that his father would have originally would have would have come with him, but now he's saying to him, "No, you're going to go without him." Ask Yes. No. There's no off base There's here. There's no off base. How do we know that? that Hashem wanted him to go to a physical land and not maybe a spiritual or a, like a different, because it's almost like this is the ways, Because and you made, you made me think of this as you were talking before, that there were no directions, but maybe these are the directions, that if you follow the blessings and if you follow you know, these promises that Hashem's making, maybe that's the ways system. To get there. Because mm-hmm. it would have been pretty simple for Hashem to have just said, you're going to go
1: to Canaan. Right. But that's not... Right, put right. Out there. So I think... Maybe he
0: just kind of ends up in Canaan, but that wasn't really what the goal was. That the goal was... A Personal future. change. I think are both are, are true. I think you're right. Meaning, I would say yes and yes. It's hard to argue that he's not talking about a land, because he says, go to the land I'm going to show you. So it's hard to argue he's not talking about a physical place. But he's clearly not only talking about that. That's not the goal. The goal is not to get there to Israel. Eretz Israel is not not a, it's not, a it's not a place to get to on its so it's not just a place. We, we know it's not a place. Right? That's what they think of right. That's like the mistake the whole world has about us. Like, right? oh it's like you're living in X place. Why don't you just go live in Y place? It's like you don't get it. It's not this is not just any place, right? But it's not really but it's not even about the place. It's about what we are gonna become in that place. So you're right. It's absolutely both happening at the same time. He's telling him, I want you to go to this place, but what's going to happen to you is you're going to really maximize your potential. Like, you're doing great here, Avram. It's started happening, right? You're doing great. You're like, it's good. But like, you're not able to do what you really are expected to do unless you could really go somewhere else. And that, but yes, yeah, so I, I think it's really, I think it's really both. Shannon, do you want to say something? Yeah, I wanted to answer Janet. And I think, I guess if you want to look at it, There's the... "Quote the shot where yeah, because the simple answer is, "Arba'as right. not just a thought; it's not just an idea. It's Pshat is the land that I'm going to show you, and but the but the drasha, so to speak, thing, the, the, the bigger picture, as you're saying, is the whole idea of what you're going to become in that place. Right? draw is more than just a place. A place. It's. A feeling. It's, a it's what, it is. So what we can do in that place. Exactly. 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 Yes. Um, good. did so and, you and- tell Avram all these things he's going to do for him because he was nervous about leaving? Like, was he bribing him to go? It's a good question. Um, actually, Rashi points out some of these things. Like, what are the things that a person gets worried about? Rashi points out a lot of these pieces. He's Like, what does a person say? Well, if I go, if I go, uh, if I'm traveling so much, I'm not going to be able to have a family. So he says, no problem. It's just like all the different things that happen to a person when they're like a nomad. No one's going to know who I am. Right? So, like he said, Rashi is exactly that. That some some of this is he's saying, don't worry, the things you're worried about are going to be fine. So on the one hand the things he asked him to do are so hard. On the other hand, the things that he promises are very mm-hmm. special. But he's like proactively dealing, dealing with his issues yeah. before they, as, as, as Avram's processing the problems that he's going to deal with, Hashem says, yeah, but don't worry. Look at all this good stuff that's going to happen to you when you arrive. But with all that being said, still, very and, 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 and now the answer is, and he kind of knew where he was going. It wasn't as big a new sound as we, but even then, he still didn't tell him. He still didn't tell him, and so he's still left with this kind of like, okay, I guess so. And with all that, he's willing to go, and he gets up and he goes. Um, but there's a, there's one other piece, well, two other pieces that I want that I want to show you here. Um, um, I don't think we need to focus so much on the. Um, ask one more question. Yes. Um. So at the at the end of Noah, it finishes with saying that Terach died. Yes. So doesn't that also, like, make it easier for us? Ah, good, resilience? good. I'm so glad you asked the <laughs> question. Yeah. Jess, perfect. It's like, that you like, you like, thank you. Okay, ready? Source number eight. End of source number seven. Jess, you like, I was like, should I talk about it? And then you just asked it. So now it's perfect. Source number seven, right? Just like look at the end of source number seven, what, what, what Jess is pointing out. Pesach Lama Bey says, <laughs> You live 205 years. And Terach dies <laughs> in haran. Does that tell us when Terach dies in haran? Just says that he dies in the Haran. Right. If you're and reading this story, order. you feel like he's died now. And then, and literally the next passage is, now go and get out of here. Oh, easy. No problem. His father passed away anyways. Right? So look at Rashi. Rashi says, So Rashi says, When did he die? Later. He had not died yet. Right? He dies after Avram's already left and come to Canaan. Avram is there for 60 years already before Terech dies. Terech lives to be 205. And Avram was 75 when he left. So if you do the math, you know, they have all the, the parts of the parts, of the, parts <laughs> that we have a hard time paying attention for. Right? Like, this person lived that long, this from this how many years, how many years, how many years. The bottom line is, if you put it all together, Avram lived 60 more years in Canaan before Tarach dies. So he wasn't like his father had died and it was so easy for him. It wasn't so simple. Right? Exactly. Um, fine. Um, so he gives the he gives calculation there. So look, skip two lines down to the third line right after the period. So why does the Torah tell us that he died? Why does the Torah put his death before Avram leaves? So doesn't look so good for Avram. He left his older father by himself in Haran, and he left him. It's a very. It doesn't look so good. So he tells the story this way. It makes a little uh, covers up for Avram a little bit. And, and, and at the end of the day, the answer is Hashem told him to. So, well, okay. Comes along with right. Rash mm-hmm. ruins it for us. But right. but the point being, it wasn't so easy for him because mm-hmm. his father was still very much alive, sitting, fine. So I want to show you now, um, reverse. It's a long piece from reverse, but I'm going to show you a couple pieces of it that I think are really nice in terms of what, what it is, right? And I think when we think of Avram, what does Avram's, what, what is, what is Avram's um, nickname become through, as he, as he you know, makes his way through Canaan? He becomes known as Avram Ivri, right? And why is he called Avram HaIvri? Ivri literally means on the other side, right? Because he's on one side and Avram, the whole rest of the world is on the other side, right? That becomes Avram's basic M.O., right, is that he's different from everybody else. Wherever he goes, he's different from everybody else. In fact, later on, when Hashem asks him to, to, to have a bris milah, he gets very worried about that. He goes to ask his friends, should I do it, should I not do it? Same Because of his concern that, he, what's, on the one hand, what's he trying to do? Bring everybody in to find God, right? He, he, he builds this place where everyone comes to eat, and they make brachos, and he, t- and he tells them, you, you, you like the food. Tell Hashem you, know, Tell Hashem you like the food. Avram is like a Kirov master. So on the one hand, he wants to be like everybody else. On the other hand, Hashem keeps telling him, and from the very first commandment, what does Hashem tell him? You are not going to be like everybody else. Actually, you're going to be totally different from everybody else. So take a look at what Rehearse writes. If you flip now to, to page three here, look at the word halach. From the word leich, leich lacha, so the, that first full, full paragraph, halach is related to halach. Right, it's almost exact. just make a little line there. Connect the, the part of the hay, making the chalak. The root chalak has two meanings. A, to be divided or separated. When material is nechlak, into two, the connection between the two chalakim is severed, right? Chalak is to make it separate. But chalak also means to be smooth, to have a surface to which nothing can adhere. When something's very smooth, we say, uh, they say about Esav and Yaakov, Yaakov says to his mother, when she wants him to go into his father, he says, my, my brother is an ish sa'ir, vanochi ish chalak, I am very smooth. So, chalak can mean separate, it could also mean smooth. Thus also, alag, to stammer broken words, which do not fit together to stutter. The very word, halakh that implies detachment and separation. This detachment can be a means of, to attaining a goal in a new position, or it can be an in itself, where the halicha is itself a goal. The addition here of the pronoun lacha to the verb lech stresses the second idea, right? That he's not just lech, just running away. On the one hand, the lech is to go, to get away, to separate, but it's also lacha, also something he's trying to accomplish, right? Lech lacha, go for yourself, go on your way, isolate yourself. Thus, it says of Yisro, vayelch lo, right? When Yisro leaves the Jewish people, eventually after he comes and he leaves, it says vayelch lo, he left, he renounced the advantages that would have been his. Uh, his, had he cast his lot with the people of Israel. So Yeshua said to the Gadites and the Reubenites, Go back, right? Go back to where you came from, right? Because the people of Reuben and God had separated themselves to live on the other side of the Yarden. The word lech always means to separate. Right? the meaning of our verse then is, go for yourself, go your own way. Go the way that will isolate you from your land, from your birthplace, and from your father's house, from all your previous connections. The initial migration from ur was perhaps for safety's sake, and this, right, that's the first, the first travel from ur to Haran. That was for safety, to get out of there, right? In this command, however, the Halicha is an end in itself. Eretz, Moledet, and Bayez are the soul from which the human personality emerges, right? To elaborate, Eretz is one's homeland, where nationality, with all its bodily, mental, moral influences is formed. Eretz is our country, to which our whole being is married, right, et cetera, et cetera. Pointing out all these points. I want you to flip over to the other side. So first of all, what Refers is pointing out is the point that we've made, I think, this analysis of the whole command, is that the job, the goal for Avram was to separate himself from everything he came from. Right? But then he goes a little bit further. Fine. But take a look now where it says 289 on the top, on the left side there, the first full paragraph here. This was the attitude, you see where I am? Mm-hmm. This was the attitude demanded of Avram as the start- starting point for his own mission. And that of the nation that was descended from him. True, strong ties bound a person to his homeland and to his family. Lashon HaKodesh, the holy tongue, alludes in, ver- in the very words, Eretz and Bias. Nevertheless, the bond that attaches us to God must be stronger than the bond that attaches us to homeland and family. Wow. How could we have survived? How could we continue to survive had we not inherited from Avram Avinu the courage to be a minority? Up to date Judaism, the strongest, remember who Refersh was? Refersh was living in. in uh, Germany at the height of the reform, right? And his job that he took upon himself was to fight reform, right? And to show people that, that Judaism could be relevant even in modern times, right? So he's fighting against up-to-date Judaism. Like, same way you listen, if you listen to some of the, the Drushos that Rabbi Lamb talks about in the 1950s, he says, he's also, everyone's talking their own generation about the thing that they are fighting, right? So what's he fighting? He's fighting up-to-date Judaism, right? The strongest protest against such a notion is conveyed by the first command given to Avram. Lech Lecha was Avram's first stand in keeping with the spirit of his times in the midst of Chaldea, Babylonia, Syria, Phoenicia, and the ancient Egypt. In those lands, the doctrine of the day was the worship of power and sens- sensuality. The Asians worshiped pleasure while the ancient Egyptians defied deified power and stifled personal freedom. Except for a few faint traces, the God idea had almost vanished until Avram arose and appeared in the world. And when everyone else in the world was seeking to integrate, to establish himself, and when the rights of a citizen Avram gave up his homeland and his rights of citizenship, of his own free will. He became an outsider and openly denied the gods worshipped by all the nations. This is what Avram did. Right? Such conduct demands courage and firm belief in the truth of one's inner convictions and one's awareness of God. It demands Jewish awareness, Jewish stubbornness. This was the first trial thrust upon Avram Avinu. I think that we can appreciate what this means right now more than many of us ever in our lives. One of Child said to me, I won't say what child. A child said to me recently. It's hard it's hard to be on the side of all the people who don't really want to be on that side. It's hard to have so many people not on our side. It's hard to feel like all by yourself. Right. And I think, you know, Baruch Hashem, we've seen like a lot of people who are. It's nice. I'm telling them in North Carolina recently. Like they're like there we have a lot of friends, you know. Um, but there are a lot of people who are not our friends, and I think we're finding out very quickly who are our friends and who are not our friends. And it's a very lonely feeling sometimes. Like it's a very like, disturbing mm-hmm. to feel like that. And it's fascinating. It was fascinating to me to read this and think about what the very first message Hashem sends to Avram is. It is, you don't need any friends. <laughs> you need your community of people like you who believe in what you believe. But if you're going to be worried all the time about what everyone else thinks of you, you're not going to be able to be who you are. It's very hard. It's a very challenging thing, right? And I think we don't want to feel like that. I'm not saying, oh, forget everybody. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. But, but in the end of the day, the very first message to Avram is you have to be a little disconnected from the rest of the world to really appreciate what you believe and who you are. And that's going to be the, mo- maybe, I don't know, most important, one of the most important pieces of being this nation is to be willing to be an ivory, to be different. Yona is on the boat. And they say to you, they say to Yonah, who's your God? What are you do? And he says, Ivri ano- What's your job? What's your this? And he says, Ivri Anochi. I'm an Ivri. And I serve Hashem. That's who I am. And it's really hard today to be that and to stand, stand strong that way. But, but, you know, I think we all have different opinions about what they should do, they shouldn't do, who they should be listening to and shouldn't be listening to, you know, uh, the army, etc. Just do your own thing and don't listen to anybody else. And I think we want that to a certain extent. But, it's hard, it's hard to sh- just be yourself. It's complicated, it's not that simple. But I think that, and it's not that simple for us living in the United States. To, 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 we're, not, we're not here to cut ourselves off from every person we know who's not Jewish, that's not what I mean. But in our identity, to know who we are, it, it takes tremendous strength and courage. We have people standing on front lines who need a lot of strength and courage right now, right? We also need a lot of strength and courage. To, to be who we are and to be proud of who we are and to not, not to, to wither, Right when we when people stand in our faces, you know, Tuesday night I ended up at that at that thing outside the outside the township, and like the the scene was people who don't even live here, who were telling us we don't belong, you know, and to see a group of Jews make a circle and turn their backs to that group and to sing. Song, somebody said a funny joke. They said they have a lot of chance. They only have two chances. We have the whole NCSY bencher. You know? <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Lowe said so, that. Lowe, it was so it. funny. It was so funny. I thought it was so funny. But it's true. And you and, and you stood and you looked and you said, this and this. And I'm not here to be, I don't hate anybody, but like to see who we are and who we can be when we just get, get ourselves together and believe in who we are, it's very powerful. It's very, and I think we're seeing the power of that. And, it, and then usually, I, I, I feel like that more than I've ever felt that way. That our power of being together is very powerful. And I'm not the type of person who says, close out the whole world and live in a, a ghetto and don't pay attention to anybody else. But a little bit, turning inwards and making that circle is something that we need right now. We need to feel the strength of our people. And that comes from saying, Ivri Anochi. All of us, we're not the only one. It was hard for Avram, he did it by himself, his wife. Right, but now we have a whole group who can say, you know what? We believe in this. This is who we are. We're not going to be told that we're wrong. We, believe, we know exactly what we believe. The first Rashi, the first Rashi in the whole Torah says, why does Hashem spend all this time telling us the stories of Avram and Yitzchak and Yaakov? Just get to the mitzvahs. And what's the answer? Because it's going to be sometime, says Rashi, that they're going to tell you you stole the land. It's not yours. It's like, who would say such a thing? And you have to know for yourself that it's not stolen, that it belongs to you. That takes tremendous inner courage and inner strength to say, I know who I am. And so I think it's not it's not surprising that the very first nisayon, the very first message to Avram is, you have to be ironclad about who you are. And I think that's part of the gut check for us right now, actually. is asking that question for ourselves. Like, who am I? What do I believe? How do I feel about that? How do I feel about being like alienated from, from the world a little bit? It's hard. It's uncomfortable for us. We're, we're very much part of the world. Me too, we're all part of the world. And how, does, how, does that, how do we really know who we are in a powerful way. And by the way, when we know who we are, then we can impact the world. Don't get me wrong. We're not here to close ourselves off, right? That's the Lubavitcher Rebbe's malach. You know who you are and you're strong, then you can go out in the world and you can impact the world. And that's our job to do. So we have to do that. But, but this moment, I almost feel like, calls upon us the Ivri Anochi moment, right? The lech lecha, a little bit, a little bit lecha. Figure out who lecha is. When you figure out who lecha is, then... Then, all of a sudden, then the light can spread. But this, these next few weeks, and ma, who knows how long, is a Lacha moment. It's a Lacha moment. It's a moment of know who you are. Know who we are. And when we, when we when we can unite, and we have this amazing group that can bring ourselves together to know who we are, then you know, then we can do means the whole world will be blessed because of you. And right? that's what we want. We're not looking to live a life only for ourselves. That's not what Akash Bracha wants from us. But if we don't know who we are first, then we can't get out there for the rest of the world. And I think that the message of Avram Avinu and that very first Nisayun of Lachlacha is, I think for us, the same exact lesson 4,000 years later. Right? To figure out who we are and if we figure out who we are and we're successful in defending ourselves and being ourselves and defending our land and being successful against our enemies, then Bez Hashem, we can fulfill our job in the world to be an Orla Goyim. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, it's interesting